Revenge, Season 1, Episode 9, Suspicion. Hi, and welcome to the Kowski Cast. I'm Mary. And I'm Laura. And today we're talking about Episode 9 in the first season of Revenge. How are you tonight, Laura? I'm great. Got all set up in my bed. I've got a uh, Girl Scout cookies right beside me. Well, let me wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it uh, peanut butter patties? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. Peanut butter patties. That's my last box. <laughs> How, did you have multiple boxes of peanut butter patties? Or? Well, no. I had like one box of Thin Mints. I've had Caramel Delights. I had the like Thanks, Thank-A-Lots or something. I like, didn't think you liked coconut. I, I like caramel delights. I'll put it that way. I'll put it that okay. way. Those are good. They have enough peanut butter. Or, sorry, enough chocolate. <laughs> I don't think there's any no, peanut there's butter. In no peanut delights. butter, but they have enough chocolate. They've got enough of the cookie, and then caramel. I'm not, I don't even like caramel. I don't really like coconut, but I like caramel delights. Anyway, so I had leftover leftover Chipotle. I had some grapes, and I had Girl Scout cookies, and I'm in my bed, so I'm doing great. Nice. How about you? Nice. I ate a chicken pot pie Ooh, today. Oh, one of those like frozen ones that you microwave? Yeah, they're really good. I mean, they're terrible for you probably. I mean, so I don't know. Sodium. They're a lot of calories. Yeah, they're really salty. But but it was crazy. I took it out of the microwave and normally it's sort of like, you know, it'll sort of burst open and then cave in. But mine was like, it was like a perfect dome on top. And I'm Ooh. like, man, this is going to be good. And the best kind are the ones that have the crust on the bottom, on the sides, yeah, and on yeah, the top. Yeah, crust not, all over. Not, not top. just on top. Yeah. Okay, well, I already told you about this earlier, but I'm going to have to tell everybody about it. My experience today, crazy. So I was trying to do good, and it was a beautiful day, so I decided to go running after work. My um, my go-to place that I went to, it's like this park, and it's res- beside a river. There's trees, so it's shady. It's completely flat pretty much and I ran a mile and a half down and I turned around and okay I'm running and walking but whatever I ran and walked back and I had a half a mile left to go and then I hear what sounds like a gunshot I'm like what the heck and um some kids are rollerblading um towards me so they're going you know the opposite way they come towards me and they're like what like we're all kind of startled and then I hear what sounds like another gunshot and then a whole big tree just comes crashing down over the um the the sidewalk over the the, over the path just like feet away from me a huge tree just boom just comes down and it, it was pretty scary and luckily no one was in the tree's path but i had never witnessed anything like that before and so did yes, it fall down, like, in between you and the rollerblading kids? No, no, no. The rollerblading kids had just passed it, and they were coming to me. Like, they they were pretty much, like, they might have even been past me at that point. But we all kind of stopped. And actually, apparently, it was two kids and their mom. And their mom, they told me that their mom fell down right before they got to me. Like, like their mom had fallen down, had kind of wiped out on the path right where the tree fell just minutes before. And, like, luckily, I... I don't know. I mean, someone was, was looking out like for me. Was it like a small enough tree where you felt like you could have dodged out of the way as it was falling or? Um, or was it like too big around? You know I mean, I mean, it was huge. I mean, like this big around, like 
It's a podcast, honey. No one can hear. It. Well, <laughs> no I know, I know, I know. It's like maybe bigger around than a basketball. Feet, two feet around. Oh yeah. I mean, this is a huge tree. Oh, I mean, the base of it. The base of it's big. So, did it look like like how did it fall over? I'm trying to think. Has it been raining? Like, did the did the um was the ground really moist? <laughs> really what? And it just. I mean, completely just came up from the ground. It wasn't like it it uh, split halfway. I mean, no, this this completely just That's tore crazy. up from the ground. It really is. Boom and yeah, oh, gosh, again, someone was looking out for me because if I had been running a little bit faster, if I had not walked and ran more of it, you know, I don't know, just within like twenty feet or so, it fell down and and like again, we heard gunshot or like. It sounded like a gunshot, boom, and then a couple seconds later, boom, and then the whole thing came down. Really didn't give you that much time to to dodge out of the way. It's not like it got it's not like it got stuck, you know, halfway right, coming from it fell right down front. But anyway, so that was my adventure well, I'm glad of the day. That you you made it here, okay. I know, seriously, I seriously I know. Um it was kind of exciting after the fact. And I actually I didn't have my phone on me at the time. I wish I had because I would have whipped that thing out real quick and probably filmed it because I knew something was – I think I, I eventually I could tell that a tree was about to fall down. I mean, it happened really quick. But anyway, so I ran the half mile back, grabbed my phone, ran another half mile to come back, take a picture of the tree, and then ran back. So I ended up running four, four and a half miles um, instead of the three. So Wow. All That's crazy to get that shot. But anyway, so yeah, that was exciting. Well, that's a much more eventful day than I have had. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a day, and I got a concert go- I'm going to tomorrow. So, see Ooh. Odessa. Yeah, see, I've never even heard of Odessa. Is that like EDM? Yeah, they it's electronic, and they kind of I don't know if I say like mix sounds together and music and. Like, what's a song I would know by them? I don't think you know songs I know. And it's kind of thing where I found, like, on YouTube or on Pandora, kind of just clicking through different songs, and then you, boom, you, like, it brings you to Odessa, and I listened through a lot of their albums, so. Gotcha. So, anyway. Interesting. I've got that going on tomorrow. Yeah. So, this episode was another... <sighs> Just not, not that much happened. I, they're all the same length, and yet not as much happened this time. Uh, I think it it just has to do with some setting up for some climaxes that might come pretty soon. But it was it was really just a, a building episode. Uh, probably the the most important thing that happened was just the aftermath of Amanda not leaving town like she was supposed to, and instead hanging out with Jack. Mm-hmm. Yep. She doesn't leave, which I guess uh, it's like Nolan finds out first, but then Emily also finds out, and then Nolan tells her, but she already knows. <laughs> He's it like, seemed like about three different times throughout this episode, people, Nolan or Amanda, or I mean Emily, Nolan and Emily both went up to Amanda several different times this episode, basically telling her, go home, like what are you doing, or you know, get out of here, it's not safe, you know, but unfortunately... She doesn't know about Emily's mission. All she knows is the person she's pretending to be. She doesn't know 
that David Clark was innocent. She doesn't know about the attack against the Graysons. She doesn't know about any of that. And so maybe if she knew those things, she would be more inclined to leave or more inclined to help or something. Yeah, I I think it's the less she knows, the better, I'd say. Because <laughs> once you, the less that, sorry, the less that Amanda knows, the better. Because as you discover at the very, very end, she takes that knowledge that she knows about Jack and who she is pretending to be and she uses she plays that same game so it's good that she doesn't know that emily's trying to get revenge well i mean she kind of knows because of the whole frank thing um but yeah it's better that it's just better for amanda to not know as much definitely so this episode starts out with a quote that i had to listen to about two times before i understood what they were saying but the quote says it's been written that a lover is apt to be as full of secrets from himself as is the object of his love from him. And I was like, what? But I think the gist of that in context is that she, Emily, is talking about how Victoria held secrets from David Clark and that those secrets destroyed him and she similarly is keeping secrets from her supposed lover Daniel and that may come to destroy him as well yeah which we find out more about the opening scene is okay for one she's staying on the her porch Emily is um and then the next morning after she had woken up in the middle of the night to hide the phone Frank's phone in Victoria's yard and Daniel had seen her get up out of bed so the next morning daniel's like oh like did you have difficulty sleeping i saw that you had gotten out of bed at one point so he's kind of like he's kind of catching on maybe or or unless he just thinks that she couldn't sleep but also she looks gorgeous in the morning on that porch i'm jealous she looks gorgeous all the time i don't even look like that at my best yeah it's it's um it's unfortunate that there are such beautiful people in the world and we just aren't on level with that but yeah although i do i do have to critique one of her outfits that she was wearing i I felt like it what didn't fit the scene she was wearing like jeans and then a tank top with a see-through shirt on top and it just didn't look because everyone else around her was wearing like more beachy summery dresses and she just didn't look like she i don't know fit the setting for whatever reason because i don't know because she was wearing jeans on the beach it just looked weird when was that was that during the volleyball game yeah during the volleyball competition that's yeah, interesting choice in outfit. And in the volleyball scene, there's a point where she leaves the game because, like, I guess, what is it, Nolan calls her. And you can kind of see Daniel watching her leave, and it's kind of disappointing. Like, I feel like she just needs to be – she needs to tell him, hey, I, I got to go run real quick instead of just Yeah, instead of she's there. constantly having to, like – people have to ask her later, like, where'd you go? And she has to say it. Like, couldn't you just tell them real quick right then or at least leave a text, you know? Yeah. Something. Some of it's kind of shady. Uh, maybe not shady, but – Yeah. Um, I'd say some red flags, but – so let's start with the Jack and Amanda plot line and just wrap that one up real quick. But basically, Amanda has stayed in town and she comes down to the docks in the morning and sees Jack working on his boat. And he basically offers her to go on a boat ride with him later and basically says, like, here, you can just hang out on my boat this morning while I'm, like, doing the morning shift at the bar or whatever. And so she's just, like, sunbathing herself. And that's where Emily eventually comes and finds her. But 
yeah, it, at that point, I thought something interesting happened because we've had two people, Nolan and a man, or Emily, ask Jack about the name of his boat before, and both times he just says something like, oh, it's just a name of someone I knew from a long time ago. This time, when when Amanda, or quote-unquote Kara, as she's going by right Karen. now. Karen. Karen, I thought. No, it's Kara. K A R A. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they showed the they showed the uh, license. Oh, I thought she said Karen, episode. but she kind of. No, has, I think it's because it's it's Emily's mother's name. So. Oh, so I don't Kara know if it's accent, but I feel something. like the way Amanda talks sometimes there's something going on with her tongue. Yeah, she sometimes sort of lisps almost, mm-hmm. or she sort of. I'm not really sure even how to explain it, but but yeah, yes. I was, was going to say that she Amanda points out that the boat says Amanda, and she's so, she's talking about like oh is that your girlfriend or some kind of woman that you are admiring, and Jack says mentions that it's more of like a childhood crush. Well, and, um, right, and I thought it was crazy that he just came right out and said that yeah. because he hadn't hasn't admitted that to anyone. I was going to so say far. I was going to say did we as the audience I couldn't remember did we did we know that the boat was named Amanda? We yeah, we knew that. the boat was named Amanda and we knew obviously that it was referring to Amanda Clark and we knew that she and Jack were friends but this is the first time Jack has outright said like that he had a crush on the little girl, you know. And that he's clearly been harboring these feelings for a long time. Yeah. But anyway, so they uh, we can sort of skim past all oh, the times that... I, I liked how Nolan's on the dock and Nolan sees Amanda, one, that she's still in town, but also she's on the boat and she, uh, Nolan calls Emily and she's like, uh, Amanda's on the Amanda as we speak. <laughs> I don't know, I just liked it. He's like, Amanda's on the Amanda. Um, yeah, I, I like that too. I like that... Um, oh! I don't know, Nolan's just always very clever in his little... Quips. I feel like when Emily confronts Amanda, Amanda tells her that she went to the airport and she got turned away. Like, that's what no, I No, she up. said, she didn't say she got turned away. She said she made it through security and she was at the gate when she just had, like, she had to turn away because she just couldn't do it. She couldn't get on the plane. No, oh, I thought she said she got turned away. I'm like, what kind of lie is that? No, she didn't get turned away. She just wanted to stay because, and this is another uh, mood swing moment where she's, you know, talking with Emily and happy to see her. And then Emily's trying to get her to leave. And she basically says, I don't need permission to stay, you know, and the hot, gets all cold, grumpy again. It's like a hot, cold moment. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. She's like, uh, Nolan's like, Amanda's going to do what Amanda wants to do. And and this is where we have a flashback where we see younger Emily and Amanda, and Emily is teaching Amanda about her life and quizzing her on, you know, who her father was and who Jack is and things like that. So I like that we saw basically that Amanda knows who Jack is based on these stories that Emily has told her. Yeah, they had flashbacks of Emily coaching Amanda. Right. So, meanwhile, uh, what's going on in the rest of the world is this corporate contest sort of thing. It's basically, it's, it seems like there's sort of a Grace and Global event that's going on, and Conrad is using this event as a time to sort of pit Tyler and Daniel against each other. And so first we see just sort of a volleyball tournament, which I think is called the Grace and Global Business by the Beach Volleyball Tournament. <laughs> Yeah. And Ooh, we saw some boys and 
and yeah, I'm looking. Suits. I'm like, who are all these young guys? Do they all work for Grace and Global? Like the whole thing was just a bunch of young shirtless guys playing volleyball. They're probably like all the sons of the guys, or the sons' friends, supposed Maybe. friends. I just assumed that it was supposed to be like only people who work at Grace and Global. I don't know. The more and more you see Tyler next to Daniel, I just feel like Tyler looks so little and dweeby and just not not the same. Yeah, I actually don't remember seeing him shirtless like i didn't get a good look at him so i was just concentrated on uh daniel well and did you catch this weird line that is said where so i think daniel's team wins and then tyler looks kind of grumpy and someone i don't know if it's daniel but there's a callback to it later in the episode someone you hear say something along the lines of like you know yeah you little biatch <laughs> and it's like i was like what <laughs> what are these guys saying this but later on tyler says it back to daniel so i thought that was funny that's funny it's like a weird little moment yeah uh so that's that's going on and that's where we say that you know emily gets called away by nolan to go talk to amanda and she just like gets up and leaves and i'm like girl like, you didn't even tell Ashley goodbye. You just pieced off. You told Ashley you had to answer the phone, and then you just left, and you didn't... I don't know. I feel like she's really not doing a good job of acting like a normal person sometimes. Exactly. You kind of have to... You can't just be so erratic. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, erratic. Erratic. So Victoria shows up at Emily's house later, and she confronts... Emily about her relationship with Daniel and it's sort of where we're finally getting the conversation that we've been wondering about this whole time in terms of like what is it about Emily that Victoria is so bothered by and she pretty much straight up asks that and Victoria basically says you know more about how you know it's her only son she doesn't want him to get hurt blah 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 kind of thing and Emily ends up basically saying like oh I just want to I just want us to be friends and I hope we can sort out our differences. I don't know. It's just sort of a weird... I feel like Emily, she just says things in a way where I'm like, you're sounding honest, but you just... Your facial expression isn't fitting with the rest of it, where you just seem creepy. You seem like you're obviously hiding something. Yeah, kind of suspicious. Okay, so back to Jack and Amanda. Jack invites Amanda on the boat. They go onto the water, which basically is... All of what we see of Jack and Amanda this whole episode is them just sailing around. It's kind of cute. Of course, Amanda wants to to sail the sail steer <laughs> steer the boat. She hops in front of him, so it's like the steering wheel. Then Amanda, and then Jack's behind her. He's helping her. It's like a whole Titanic scene, you know. His hands around hers. They're steering the boat, and then they're they start a getting their heads a little bent towards each other and boom it's like a romantic kiss <laughs> it's a powerful kiss man i felt like it was a little weird though because i was like her neck is like turned so far back to the side okay so yeah it one, looked very uncomfortable and unnatural neck problems but to the boat they're not steering the boat <laughs> Yeah, they do just sort of drop the steering wheel. Let's hope they were just going straight, because if they had been, like, in the middle of a turn, that would have been a problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was a mess. But it was cute, too. So they're stealing, um, sailing around, and the the, the episode kind of ends with them, with Jack saying, you're welcome aboard anytime, and, and so it kind of seems like he's kind of falling into her, and she's definitely 
likes the attention from him, and she uses the fact... Actually, she comes right out and tells Jack... Um, oh, 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 so Jack says, oh, are you friends with Nolan? And, she, and Amanda says, you know, I'm not really that close with him. My He was the guy that visited my dad when my dad was in jail and kind of alludes to the fact that I am the Amanda. And Jack's eyes, like, light up. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you're the Amanda. And then, of course, Jack comes over to Emily's house and brings Amanda there. So Jack can show Amanda the house, Amanda the bench and everything. And Emily's just like, oh, gosh, I want him. Yeah, that's the first moment where you really see Emily, like, clearly that fact that she cares a lot about Jack and has feelings for him. And it seems really painful for her to see, like, look down and see that um, uh, Amanda and Jack are holding hands and all that. And part of me wonders, like, do you think Amanda actually likes Jack or it's just more like this is the first guy that she's been able to have like a genuine you know date with or whatever in a long time and and maybe it's more of a you know playing into the character kind of thing and then she she just wants someone or do you think she actually specifically likes Jack because she has not known Jack for that long yeah I think it's a little bit of both of wanting to feel wanted likes the attention from him. He's a good guy, so maybe eventually she'll really like him for him. But I, I think she's got a little bit of a, not trick up her sleeve, but she's kind of using him because she knows it's easy bait because he actually already told her that he had a childhood crush on her, on You're right. Amanda. So yeah. it's Which like- in retrospect is sort of a weird thing for him to have said to her, you know, knowing who she actually is now. Or who she's pretending to be. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's just from hearing what, or seeing Amanda, I could believe that she's totally just kind of using him, at least at first. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that she's like, I'm, I'm not saying that she's like, doesn't like him. I just think that it's not like, I think she's, she likes him because she feels like she has this connection to him, even though she actually doesn't. True, true. There is already a base there. Even if it's not really her, it's actually um, he liking Emily. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of fake, actually. The whole thing is kind of like she's using this whole fake storyline. Yeah. So that's really it for the Jack and Amanda plot line. And then let's uh, let's talk really briefly about the similar one, the Charlotte Declan plot line that goes on this episode, which is kind of funny. So we left off with the last episode where Declan and Charlotte were hoping to, you know, have a nice special night, but then uh, Conrad moved out, and so Charlotte was all sad about that. <laughs> well, they uh, they seem to be going at sort of. Take two, um, because Declan sends Charlotte a text that says, tonight's the night, or maybe she sends him a text that says that, and Victoria sees it because everyone apparently can read everyone's cell phones. Like, I mean, have you ever typed on your cell phone and had someone nearby you or looked near someone who was typing on their cell phone and you can't read it unless they, like, hand it to you? Like, it's hard to read over someone's shoulder like that. Yeah, exactly, unless you're Victoria, I guess, got... Those super vision eyes. Eagle eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so and she just takes she just takes Charlotte's either phone or I know she takes the keys to her car. She takes both. She okay. takes the keys and the phone. 
And she basically says, like, yeah, I just don't want you dating that boy, so sorry. Uh, you're grounded, basically. And so then she goes to the stowaway, which is a weird Victoria. image of seeing her. Yeah, Victoria, Victoria in the stowaway. And she talks to Jack, and she's like, hey, I want to talk to Declan. And then she just walks upstairs. Like, she doesn't ask permission or anything. And Declan well, is, like, just getting out of the shower. Yeah, he's like, whoa, Mrs. Grayson. And the thing is, when Victoria first comes into the stowaway, she goes, talks to Jack, and it, it sounded like, she like jack is like oh yeah well i'm declan's brother it's like did did victoria not already know that i thought that was common knowledge she did maybe she'd never actually met jack i'm like trying to remember has jack showed up at the grayson's house before uh i guess he was at that one party but i don't think he really had any interactions with victoria he was mostly there to ask emily out but yeah so the thing that's also funny is that like she shows up and declan's got a towel wrapped around him and instead of like putting some shorts on or something, Teclan, like, puts a jacket on. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's not really covering up, like, I mean, okay, modesty, but, like, you still just got a towel on. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and so uh, Victoria's there to tell Declan, like, hey, you know what? We both know this is never going to last. You're, you and Charlotte are too different. We just know it's not going to last. So basically, break up with her and I'll pay you. I'll give you, what, what do you want? What kind of money do you want for you to break up with Charlotte? And he's yeah, like, and then, money then won't scene, buy me love. Yeah. <laughs> and basically. But then the next scene we see is Charlotte walking in to talk to Victoria and saying like, oh, Declan just broke up with me. But you can tell she doesn't really look that sad. And she almost immediately says like, hey, I'm going to go out and hang out with some friends. And you're like, dot, dot, dot. I um, know. No, <laughs> it was genius. She walks up and like, mom, you, you got what you wished for. Declan broke up with me. Huh. Can I have? in my car can i go drive out like okay come on victoria you can't be that dumb and maybe she knows but yeah so i think that um clearly clearly declan talked to charlotte told her what her mom had asked of him and charlotte was probably like cool well let's just pretend to break up and uh she'll give you some money sounds good well it did sound like when declan first called charlotte i mean he's like hey let's talk like, it did sound, like, at first... Yeah, well, they obviously edited it that way. But, like, well, it could have just been, like, hey, Charlotte, we need to talk. It's a reality Your TV show. They didn't need to up with edit you, it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, at the end of the episode, one of the last scenes, we see Charlotte and Declan hanging out. And Charlotte basically says, like, so, how much money am I worth to my mom, apparently? And he said, oh, I asked for $100,000, and she gave me twenty five, which is, you know, not bad. It's yeah, good, hey, but- that's awesome. Better I know, nothing. but and then uh, and then they sort of fall onto a couch last bit. It's clear they're getting it on. I think. I think that. I think tonight was the night. <laughs> oh, sweet baby, sweet seventeen-year-old romance. Uh, young love, something that I never experienced. But you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. What am I now? God, I'm almost twenty-five. It's okay. Well, I you've had you've had young love just not that young <laughs> yeah gosh yeah what are they 17 18 19 20 21 uh, you were what 20 21 somewhere in 20, that range whatever 20 doesn't matter yeah. uh well, you know you were still young <laughs> i guess i was young younger than i am now i'm only getting older so oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh anyway so back to the uh back to the internship contest the battle of the interns so after the volleyball tournament conrad sits uh tyler and daniel down and he basically says hey there's this big 
I don't know, business party thing tonight? I'm not really sure what the event was, but basically a bunch of people, a bunch of rich people are going to be coming and hanging out at our house, and I want you guys to score an investment. And he said a high roller investment. And then they keep talking about $20 million, so I'm assuming a high rolling investment means $20 million. And the first one of them to sign on an investment, or at least if, if, if they can sign on an investment, they will get to keep uh, the... Commi- the word? Commission? Yeah, the commission. Get, get and the commission. so I'm not they'll sure. Get, they'll get a percentage of it. Right, yeah. And so uh, basically we know that, you know, Tyler's going to be really wanting this both for the promotional aspect and also for the money <laughs> part of it. So uh, he basically decides to – he's sort of blackmailing Nolan, I guess. Well, yeah, there's this, whole, this. there's this whole plan. So it's like – Tyler's playing Nolan, but Nolan's playing Tyler. So Tyler stole yeah. Nolan's credit card, which can't Nolan just deactivate it? Like, cancel the yeah, card? Yeah, well, I'm sure he does, but he's already purchased some things. He, what did he buy? Like a $5,000 $5,000 just for Ashley, yeah. And Nolan and Tyler meet up, and <laughs> at first, was it Nolan? Or no, it was Tyler that said, let's go swimming. <laughs> yeah, and Nolan's like, mm, no. No. Um, but Nolan is basically saying, like, look, I'll invest if you – what do you want from him? I don't know if he actually ever said, like, what he wants. I don't know, but – I think he just says, like, he's going to want some sort of payout at some point. And I think you're supposed to believe that Tyler thinks that he's talking about some sort of sexual activity, but I don't think that's actually what Nolan means. I think Nolan's just trying to, like, get him to think that, I guess. Yeah, and also the thing is the whole plan is that Emily says, hey, Nolan – get Tyler to invest in you, but then, like, pull the whole deal out or whatever. Right, right, because they're still trying to defeat Tyler, and Emily has sort of left that up to Nolan to do. It's his it's his mission. Um, but, so, the weird thing is, like, I think Tyler comes over to Nolan's house, and Nolan is like, hey, I gotta go. And he just leaves Tyler there in his office. I mean, he sets up a camera to, like, watch Tyler. But, like, I don't know. It just, it's just so weird that Tyler, like, gets onto Nolan's computer when, like, I don't know, like, who who just leaves someone in their house? Like, who doesn't, like, walk them out when they're leaving, you know? Wait, so, I guess I was a little confused. When when Nolan put the whale camera, that was inside his own place? I thought that was in Tyler's place. Oh, maybe it was. was yeah, it Tyler's yeah, place? yeah, they were in Tyler's place because Nolan looks at the whale and he sees Tyler working on the shredded up new year's eve letter yeah, but i i still thought that was at nolan's house no I mean, Tyler goes over to nolan's house because we see we see nolan in that same location at the end that's when he's checking the footage no because when they go into the pool house is when nolan finds the piece of paper unless no he just takes the actual piece of paper there but that that's earlier first first tyler goes over to nolan's house and is looking at the paper and Googling something on the computer, using Nolan's computer. I assume that's all he did. He wasn't trying to break in Nolan's computer. He was just, like, happened to Google something. Because he, he he doesn't really understand what the uh, letter's about. This is, like, one of the weirdest things from the show is the fact that we, the audience, know what this speech is. But Emily and Nolan had no idea the speech was even a thing. They didn't know that Lydia was ever going to give this speech. So then, later on, when it's at the party... Uh, Tyler and Nolan go talk in the pool house, and that's where Nolan ends up getting the speech 
after he had previously looked at the whale footage and saw what it was. Because he, yeah, he left that camera in his own house knowing that Noel, that Tyler was probably going to snoop around or do something. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, hmm. so he ends up, I think, stealing that paper. And it's pretty ingenious how he does that. He, he gets Tyler to come in there and, and he basically says, I'll write you a check. And then Tyler starts to walk away and Nolan says, wait, come here, you know, give me a little payment. And so he gets a little peck. And when right mid-kiss, I think Nolan planned this, you know, he probably saw Ashley coming. Ashley opens the door, and t- I think she's bringing Tyler a drink. She it drops the drink. The gre- drink, yeah. It's probably one of my favorite parts. I just love, I love Tyler exposed party. Oh, yeah. But no, but then, so Ashley runs out. Tyler chases her, which gives Nolan the perfect opportunity to get the, the letter. But also, when Tyler chases Ashley... Tyler's really smart, too. I mean, he was quick on his feet. He basically said, hey, girl, I'm playing the game, and I'm playing it hard, and I'm kissing Nolan so that Nolan, so I, I basically, like, I'll invest in Nolan. I don't know. He, he, it kind of worked, because at the end of the game, or in, end of the show, Ashley starts to step up her game, too, so I think. Yeah, because no- Tyler says, girl, like, aren't you trying to get out of your situation? You're not doing very much to step up right now. Yeah. So at the very end, she kind of questions. She she straight up asks Victoria, "Hey, why did you hire me?" And Victoria says, "Um, what you're you're good." She says, "I hired you because you're the best at what you do, and also because you're close with Emily." And you're close with Emily. And then Ashley's like, "Yeah, Emily can be tricky," and basically like she spills a little bit about Emily, which intrigues. Victoria and Victoria's like let's go get drinks tomorrow or let's go get food or whatever tomorrow and talk more so there you go Ashley's starting to play more of the game uh so I thought it was a good cover up for Tyler (laughs) and good for Ashley even though I don't like Tyler definitely (laughs) right and this episode was just I had a couple moments like that of just people being very upfront and honest with each other which I really appreciate I like it when that happens so, meanwhile, while Tyler and Nolan are having this whole thing, Daniel is having a similar conversation with this uh, Japanese guy named, what is it? Um, uh, Satoshi? Satoshi Takeda. So, Satoshi Takeda, uh, which you could have, sort of have to do a little bit of connecting dots here, but earlier in the episode, basically, you see Emily dial a number on her phone that just has an x next to the contact and you hear a japanese male voice pick up and say hello and she says i think i'm losing control oh whoops oh she says like i'm emily thorne i need your help then she meets takeda who is at this party uh acting as if he's just a just a businessman and you know emily is is encouraging daniel to try and get money from Takeda, you know, the to get his high roller. But she surprises Daniel again with being able to speak Japanese. And she goes and pulls Takeda aside and is talking with him and talking about how she feels like she's losing control. And he basically says, you know, you need to step up your game also. And, and he says something about be a viper in the viper's nest or something like that. Oh, gosh. I think he's, they're looking at Victoria and he says... Basically, you need to get on her level, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, he, the Satoshi, whatever, is playing as an investor, and Daniel is going to invest in him. Well, they want 
Daniel wants him to invest. Yeah. Or sorry, 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 wait. So, yeah, Daniel is – so that's what they're doing. They're trying to convince people to invest. They're trying to get people to – yeah, to invest. In the company. Um, And Emily surprises Daniel by starting to speak, like, fluent Japanese. Another thing that she kept from him. Yeah, I mean, it's like maybe these things could be considered fun little surprises. But also, like, what do you guys talk about? You're supposed to be, like, in love. Don't you, like – have conversations where you mention things like oh the different languages you know and whatever else guess not yeah i really i really don't know what they talk about <laughs> yeah they don't so, they don't really have that many conversations you know no, i feel they like they really don't it's it's we kind hear of charlotte and you know, they're not talk. really the uh they're just kind of the background plot line of the show so whatever but basically that is the last part about Takeda in this timeline. We do get a flashback, though, of the la- one of the last scenes is this flashback of Emily uh, and Amanda, young Emily and Amanda, parting ways. And uh, Emily then turns to her bed, and she's in some motel, and she pulls out a letter, or a, a piece of paper that says, If you choose this path, and I hope you won't, call this number first. His name is Satoshi. And then at the top it says, from the desk of Warden Styles. So I think this is the the Warden lady who, you know, had been helping Emily with the whole Amanda situation when they were in juvie. She gave Emily the contact for Takeda. And when Emily calls that number right there in the flashback scene, she says, I'm ready to continue my training. So it seems like she's already been with Takeda for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. She's been able to work with him to what, improve her revenge skills? Is that- I guess. That so far all we really know is that they have some sort of mentorship relationship. Yep. So he's pretending to be an investor because he's there to help Emily. And I knew I recognized him from when I had watched the show previously. Well, it's funny actually because uh, this is mild spoilers, but the actor actually changes pretty soon. I think oh. after after the first season, it's a different actor playing Takeda, and I think the second actor is much more recognizable. Oh, okay. In my I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yes. Interesting. So, and the episode ends on another quote, which says, "We all have secrets we keep locked away from the rest of the world." Friendships we pretend, relationships we hide, but worst of all, love we never let show. The most dangerous secrets a person can bury are those we keep from ourselves. And so that's really, again, commenting on the fact that she has, uh, you know, an affection or love for Jack and isn't able to show it and is now, you know, now it's not just this situation where she can't be with Jack. It's she can't be with Jack and she has to watch someone who's pretending to be her be with Jack, which is... You know, you gotta imagine that's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, that's... It's hard when you want something, but you know you can't pursue it. And and in this case, it's because she... Her greater goal is revenge, so... Ugh, it's hard. But, you know, there's one other topic I wanted to quickly mention real quick that we left out. And that's Lydia. Oh, right. I was going to mention real quick, she's living in the, the Grayson's house, and it looks like at one point someone, maybe Victoria, told someone to get her prescriptions, maybe Charlotte or someone to grab Lydia's prescriptions. So she's kind of been, um, 
there's just all this medicine that Lydia is taking, supposedly. And, and yeah, Victoria seems to be sort of in control of giving Lydia medicine. Medicine, exactly. And you see that when Victoria leaves the room, Lydia spits the medicine out. Uh, and then somehow she contacts Conrad. Because Conrad comes into the room at one point. But it sounded like Lydia, she's like, help, I'm like, just get me out of here. But it, I don't know how she contacted Conrad. I think that was just Conrad coming over early when uh, when the business party was being set up. Because all that took place at the Graysons. So he came over and, you know, checked in on Lydia. And, and he said at the end of the episode, you know, he told Victoria that he had taken her away. And that not only had he taken her away, but that um, she... that it was It was in order to take Lydia away from... Victoria and Victoria said don't you mean take her away from us and he's like no there is no us so clearly in the last couple days it has really divulged to a situation where Conrad and Victoria are very much separated at this point even though we haven't really seen any arguments with the two of them you know this episode yeah because they're so far apart (laughs) they've been taking some time apart so so yeah that's the main the big thing with Lydia is that She's in the house, and now she's has moved out, and I'm guessing he, she's up in one of Conrad's places. I, I would assume so, although Conrad appears to be staying at the South Fork End. That's one of the crazy things, is we're on episode 9, and somehow, first off, Lydia is still a character, which I think after she got banished in that first episode, you expected her to stay away for a little while, but not really. She's been around. Yep. And... The one other thing I wanted to mention was that the police found Frank's cell phone. They had got it had, they had gotten a signal from his cell phone in the Grayson's yard, and they're gonna um, start an investigation on the Graysons. Yes, which we know from the very end of the last episode was something that Emily had hidden in the yard. So yeah, so that, this that, piece of evidence has been correctly planted against the Graysons. Yep, it, it worked, or at least the police are on to them in some uh, aspect or in some notion. So yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. But that was pretty much the end of it. Uh, the end of it. Yeah, I'd it say. was sort of a weird episode, just that there were a lot of little things that happened, but not really one big event or you know one takedown or anything. It was more just a bunch of little threads from the last episode coming together exactly so yeah that's pretty much all i've got trying to think of what else is going on we had a good weekend i spent a lot of time outside which is great yeah didn't you go to a uh like anti-foxfield party yeah and it wasn't really anti in the fact like oh we hate Foxfield. It was just kind of like let's just do Foxfield, but on our own with our friends where we don't have to pay a lot of money to get tickets. It's a horse race. If if you guys didn't know, there's a horse race that um, our area has twice a year. Technically, the one in the spring is the really crazy one with the college students. Fall one is more family friendly. But anyway, I've gone to the spring one the last two years and. Just getting plots, which is where you... It's kind of like a tailgate type of thing. The plot is where you park your car and you set up. It costs money. Plus, you have to get a ticket into the event. You have to drive. But, of course, if you are consuming alcohol, it's hard to get around. It's just a whole big mess. I like it, but it's a mess. So, we just did it at a park. (laughs) And we dressed up in, like, lily stuff and 
straight mimosas. And it was also my friends. It was their 25th birthdays. So it was like a whole big joint thing. It was a lot of fun. That sounds fun. I hung out with our mom and we went and I saw a play. It's funny, actually. I'd seen the play at a high school and then they were also doing it at a college in the area where I live. And then I came home and watched the movie of the play. So I just got the got a whole lot of Into the Woods in me. Wow, I didn't uh, know. Over the course of like two days. I had no idea that you hung out with mom. Yeah, she came here and oh. we got brunch on Sunday. Oh, because dad was, dad was out of town. Um, you know, our father was out of town and you were busy. So we hung out and we yeah, we got brunch. We went to the play. We took a walk in the park. It was really Where nice. Where did you guys get brunch? Nice at the uh, place near next to my house. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, and I was at a winery on Sunday. Went to an orchard. Had some wine slushies. And went to see I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. Yeah, you know, it has an actual, uh, what, like, there's a meaning behind it, which is actually, I thought, a pretty good meaning. Or not not life lesson, I don't know. A moral? A moral, moral? yeah, a moral. (laughs) And it made made me think about myself. I feel like sometimes I can also be like, no, I don't want people to see me because I'm not looking my best. And that was basically how – I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but – If you've seen the trailer, I feel she like you goes get little, the gist of the plot. It was good. It was, it was funny, but it actually had more of a meaning and moral, so. Hey, so I'll have to look into that. Well, anyway, that's about it for this week's episode. Feel free to send us comments and questions on our website or on our Twitter at KowskiCast. That's cow with a K. You can also watch our episodes on our YouTube channel, which is also KowskiCast with a K, if you'd like to refresh your memory on some of the episodes. And we would love those five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes if you enjoyed the podcast. Again, that's really the best way for people to find our show in the future. And we are... um, We'll respond back to you and we'll uh, read the reading questions you have for us on our next podcast. Yeah. Okay, everyone, that's all for this week. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next Monday for our rewatch of of episode 10. We watch. For now, (laughs) rewatch. For now, we're the Kowski sisters. Peace out. The boat! They're not steering the boat!